Menomina. Do 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 do. Menomina. Do 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 do. Menomina. Hello and welcome to All Lockdown How We Laugh with today's special guest, Maeve Boffey, who's been on the show. Um, Maeve's been doing Zoom comedy for about a year and she's actually got her very first proper in-person live gig this weekend. <gasps> oh, I know, I know. So we're here to talk a wee bit about how she feels about that and how it's all going to go and what she thinks the differences are going to be and... Then we're going to have her back to talk about how much fun it was or how much she hates comedy, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maeve, how are you feeling about it, man? I'm quite excited. Um, the only thing is I have I have signed up to do 15 minutes as my first ever gig, uh, which I think, in hindsight, probably too long for the first time. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. Well, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. You might not be aware of this, but quite a lot of people actually try and do 15 minutes for their first gig, <laughs> <laughs> often without jokes. So, like, yep. you know, you've, you're one up in that, at least you're at least signed to do the 15. <laughs> I know a bit of my thing is funny. <laughs> I think you'll be fine, man. I seen you in Chicken Box um, last week, and you were doing a headline set there. Yeah. For how long was that? Um, That was seven minutes. Right. So that was, that was like, really fun. Yeah, but I love uh, I love chicken box anyway as well. But it's uh, yeah, it's just going to be different actually being on a stage and hearing like in person laughter. Yeah, it's, 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 it can be a bit of a you kind of like looking for people who are laughing, or you hear like you hear a little bit. You're just scanning the entire crowd for that one person that might be laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see a bit of teeth in that one. <laughs> this guy gets it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I think you'll be fine, honestly. I think you'll be fine. Well, I was actually messed a bit about uh, who was on the podcast with before, Chris Wright. He was messing yeah. about his timing. And I said to him that I wouldn't worry too much about altering your timing for a live set. You know, it's it's go with your natural rhythm. And then from there, you'll sort of slowly gauge the difference between Zoom and live. But I think there's not so much difference in a Zoom set and a live set that a live audience are going to pick up on it and go, that fucking idiot is doing a Zoom set in a stage. <laughs> you know, like, it's not going to be, the differences aren't going to be that marked, you know? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people have said that it's um, it's much harder doing Zoom, um, which has been a bit of relief. Because I'm like, I, quite, I have quite enjoyed doing the Zoom shows, to be honest. And um, because you just get to mess around in your in your room and you get to chat to people and yeah, you, know, you do get good feedback. I've got good feedback as well so far, so it's quite nice. Yeah, it's 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 quite strange in Zoom, like compared to a gig, because everything's the same. Like in a in a gig, you know, you 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 drive there or you get on a train or bus or however you get there, and then there's the venue. You go to the bar. There's a green room usually sometimes, and then there's the stage, and then there's all those things again. But in Zoom, everything is on the same level. Yeah. You know, so it's um, it's 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 kind of it's kind of brought about a change in the way people communicate. Oh yeah. You know. But one one weird thing I'm looking forward to is like I've done a few shows where I've had like drinks, like I have a beer with someone afterwards, and you're kind of like, especially if it goes well, you're kind of on a high. And then you have to go like, go, okay, guys, gotta go, bye. And you're just in your room alone, just like, oh, okay. <laughs> the screen goes off, turns into a white dot. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like, mm, right. 
<laughs> I was I was thinking about like I've been telling people I haven't seen in ages about you know what I've been doing. I'm going, yeah, you haven't done these gigs in Singapore and Las Vegas and Seattle and New York and you know fucking Germany or whatever. And they're just looking at me like, we've all been under lockdown for a year, man. He's fucking imagining this, like. <laughs> <laughs> I tell everyone I'm an international comedian now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, mean, I was supposed to be doing um, Open Comedy Festival and it's been cancelled this morning. Yeah. So, listeners, if you can sense a burning era resentment against me from myself, it's fucking because of that. Like, <laughs> and it's doubly bad because I could have been doing Brighton, but I'd fucking shout out at the planning stage back in April or May. So, Maeve, I fucking load you. <laughs> I love it, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's getting really grim here in Scotland, man. The gigs, it's, um, nothing seems to be happening at all. When they, they seem to be getting cancelled at the drop of a hat. Well, this is what's getting me as well. It's like, I keep trying to book stuff in and um, it's either nothing's open or else. So if you have to travel, I mean, you have to travel a bit as well, no matter where you go. But it's just like, nothing's, nothing's easy compared to... Yeah. firing up the laptop <laughs> <laughs> but that's it I mean it's you've, you've had this past year to rehearse and hone your act and stuff like that I mean I remember actually that was your first gig wasn't it at that workshop that day yeah yeah, yeah. and then from there you started doing loads of stuff so you know it's, you've had loads of time to, you've had a, a dimension of practice that's been far more kind of active and real than most aspiring comedians get before they actually get on stage you know Oh god, yeah. Well, I've got a. Um, I think I've really been able to hone so much stuff in as well. Yeah. Because I've got um, I have like two pages of like stuff that I'm going to be like two or three pages that I'm going to be performing. But I have about like another two or three pages of stuff that I've taken out of commission or like that what wasn't suitable for earlier on the lockdown that was actually still good. Yeah. Can't make those. Can't really use the same with the same impact anymore and stuff that only works in your house because you can use your props at home. Yeah. Yeah. Just there's so much stuff you kind of have because I've got like probably half an hour worth of stuff all together. But yeah. to get a cohesive set that makes sense for she actually being on stage. Or, yeah. yeah. But it's, you know what? I mean, people adapted to Zoom and, and people will, will readapt to going out live again. You know, it's just it's just kind of the nature of it. I mean, I've, yeah. I've been thinking about jokes that definitely would only work on Zoom and you know even though I, I know it's destined for failure still thinking of ways I may be trying to do it on stage like I personally think my opener where I you know present myself as a kidnap victim is a fucking comedy classic and the, the <laughs> live audiences will be denied that and I just think that's unfair <laughs> <laughs> they deserve to say it yeah <laughs> <laughs> who am I to deny them so I'll probably like make reference to it or something and it'll fail and I'll do it again and again until, until it's failed at least 10 times and then admit that not only works in Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I want to try it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there is a magic of other people being in the room. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's indescribable. But I, th I think people focus too much on it, especially comedians that didn't really enter Zoom too much. They didn't they yeah. relied on it too much, you know. It's... Um, it's, it's nice it's nice to have club comedy and be in an audience of people that are standing right in front of you but at the same time as well it's not everything about being funny you know it's it's not yeah. it's not them it's the comedian the, the, the audience definitely make it do you know what i mean they, they, yeah that communal experience and things but we, we still need to be able to give them something to get that you know 
one of the things I think I, I'd still like to use Zoom because I think it's such a good way to run jokes by people as well. Yeah. Because I find that sometimes for me, um, some of my writing process happens when I'm actually like performing and I could have come up with something. I don't quite remember something and I say something even better at the time. Yeah. And sometimes I think if you're obviously in person, I don't, I don't know, but it could, it could look a bit like you're flying the seat of your arse a bit, but like maybe over Zoom it looks a little bit better. <laughs> I sort of like, oh yes, I meant to, yes. <laughs> totally. So what about the, 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 also as well, just the sheer amount of gigs you can do, you know, like. In, oh my in Zoom, God, yeah. It's like, I mean, you're, you're, nobody's going to be as busy on online as they could be on Zoom. Or, or maybe yeah. maybe going back a couple of months as well and it was really loads of gigs, you know? Yeah. Like, but I think was, like three or four a day, it's great. <laughs> with, with Zoom, I, I still find that give, giving as much as you can to the performance and still treating it like a performance, like doing things like stand up and even though acknowledging, you know, it's not the same, it's on phone or whatever, you're doing it to your phone, you're not doing it in a room or rest it, it's, it still takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's still quite mentally draining, even just to be doing it in your room. Yeah. Totally, and that's um, and if if, if if no other part of the toxicity comedy survived lockdown, that did at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I, I do find myself gearing myself up and getting ready for the gig, and then I do the gig, and then I'm that kind of exhausted way, or just like I feel wiped out after, you know. Oh yeah. And like um, that's. We're live as well. It's again the journey, the different atmospheres and environments helps with all that because it's a process of the night. You know, it's you're, you're shifting your environment and then you're you're coming back home and you've got all the time to think about. It takes you to get back home to yeah. to, to go over the gig or you know bask in your own glory or you know hate yourself for the failure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find as well for a lot of these gigs I do, I still like shower and put on perfume. I'm like. Why? <laughs> Just for me to pretend that something's different. <laughs> technically, Made a big you've just, effort. Te- technically, you've ruined your act because it's a big part of your like act not about how you don't do those things. Yeah, yeah, I do it but from the Now you've just, now you've just revealed it was all a lie. You're actually doing it clean. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. It's for my act. I don't need to. <laughs> I bet you're not even fat. Like. <laughs> The joys of being here from the, from the shoulders up. So the last time I spoke to you on here was, I think it was must have been last September at least, because that's when I started doing this. So when when was your episode? Do you remember? Um, December? I think so, yeah, because I, I think I started in September, so it would have been uh, November, December time, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So I've seen you at a few gigs and things, but how's, how's things been for you in lockdown and stuff? Um... Well, because I was doing, I think it's been a bit of a, a mixed bag for me because I've been doing um, uh, an engineering degree uh, at the yeah. same time. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's been, you know, the comedy's gone better than the engineering degree. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that, that, that was quite tough to be doing that, um, like, all the time, just by yourself in a room. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the comedy's been, like, such a nice um, break as well. Yeah, like be able to do that's sort of a bit more creative, a bit more fun, and uh, to talk to people who um, don't want to talk to you about cars. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> Love that aspect of comedy. <laughs> so I, I don't know if, if you mind me asking, like, but is, do, do you feel that the, the comedy's affected your engineering though? Your, your no, no, no. I think then? it's been. 
I think it's been sort of a, a helper, to be honest, like mentally, because yeah. I think if I was just in a room doing engineering, I probably would have just cried <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> but, but, you are, but you are on course with your studies. You just don't feel that you're doing that well. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it just has an... Um, so I, I had a I had a year where I was kind of like uh, I did so badly. I'm getting diagnosed with well, getting a diagnosis test for ADHD because I'm just like <laughs> it really doesn't make sense that I can't do this at all. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting that getting that done because it's just sort of like does it doesn't make sense just how badly it's gone? Because if I have yeah. people in the room with me, I'm fine like with the studying, and if I have if I have a second place to go, I do a bit better. But if I'm just in a room um, all the time. It's just, I mean, I think other people are like this, oh, I just can't get yeah. anything done. Well, it's that, 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 that's a kind of common theme of what's been happening in the past 15 months. People just oh, not gosh, been able yeah. to put their attention to things, you know what I mean? I, I can... No. Even even something like, when my attention span's been bad before, I've always put on little sitcoms or whatever, and I'll, I'll realise like I'm in season three before I even notice a thing that's happened. You know, yeah. I'm like, and it's like, what? Well, that's right, it's been on since nine o'clock this morning. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I, I seem to have it as well at the moment where um, I can't seem to have enough things on. Where, like, I'll have the TV on, but I'll be wanting to watch something else at the same time while yeah. I'm also like swiping through something on my phone. It's just like, how, how many things do I think I can watch at the same time that I'm. Uh. Yeah, that's the most attention span. It's, it's not only that as well, it's that kind of need for information and, and just yeah. to find out what's going on in all sorts of different levels because but we are all in this kind of limbo just now you know yeah well it's funny because even just um talking to people as well it's, it's so bizarre yeah um, and just seeing people and just like you know giving someone a hug <laughs> <laughs> feels like uh, something illegal it's so strange <laughs> Looking around. <laughs> I remember back in like January or something, you know, you're standing talking to someone in the park and you're like, after five minutes, you're like, Am I, did, I, did I just break the law? Like, by standing yeah, yeah. talking to them, like, not two feet away. Like, mm. I know, that's not... You were expecting to get arrested, but you were just like wondering about the, you know, the actual technicalities of it. Like, did, did I just break the law? Like, yeah. It's just, uh, uh, even like even I say even the smallest things you're like oh god did someone see me mm. uh, brushed past that person by accident it, it just feels like yeah it just feels so strange because even as well like, the worst thing is even when you see people no one's got any stories yeah yeah what did you watch oh really and it's, well, it's one or two answers doing engineering or doing comedy like one of the yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Every one of the two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so was that. I smashed that gig. So did that. Yeah. That's great. That's super. <laughs> See you at the gig then. Bye. <laughs> yeah. It's just, this is so strange. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to having like hobbies and <laughs> leaving the house again. But I mean, it will, it will come. It will happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just feels very strange. It's even, um, because I remember back in August, I went to a restaurant during the Eater to Hell. I only went out to one restaurant and one meal, but I was like, there's so many people. I hate this now. Yeah, now, I, now you want your space back as well. You kind of want a mix of the... Because like, like, to be honest, I, I quite like my own company. So I enjoyed like most of lockdown. Um, but there's just bits of it. I was like, Jesus, I need to see a person and get a have a pint or have a have a drink with somebody. 
Oh, well, Even it's so funny because my um, my flatmates didn't drink, and uh, I remember one day I made us all dinner, and they're like, "Oh, what can we bring?" And I was like, "Oh, if you pick up a bottle of wine," and um, so they just bought a bottle of wine for me, and I've been not drinking much over lockdown, so I had a whole bottle of wine to myself and was just like making a fool of myself in front of two people who didn't drink. Come here and I tell you a joke. <laughs> Well, I, I don't drink at all, but I've, I've literally yeah, tried, yeah, yeah. Tried, tried out my comedy and fucking, you know, people that are drunk, like, several times. I will say I smashed two of those gigs. One didn't go very well at all. Like. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, people are drinking and I'm like, well, I don't drink, so you should at least allow me to stand in the corner and do comedy, you bunch of fucking alkies. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my drunk. <laughs> Let me let me contribute. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a communion. I think I spoke about this in the show before, but I was at a family communion, like um, not Saturday there, but the Saturday before, and there was like twenty people there. Unfortunately, like seven of them were kids, so I would never get away with taking the microphone and doing my set. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but all, all day I'm watching this kind of children's entertainer, stroke DJ, stroke fucking bingo caller. You know, doing his thing with a microphone, using my microphone. It wasn't my microphone, but you know, in theory, it was. You know, like yeah, spiritually, yeah. it was my microphone. He was that taking. That should be me. Their attention. He had their attention, and he didn't deserve it. I would have gave him something worth looking at, like. Yeah. 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 If I'd have took that microphone. I'd have been the one receiving psychiatric help. I mean, fucking figure me out that. That's just not fair. <laughs> now, get ready for me set in live comedy. I've been to Tokyo. <laughs> I've even done a gig in a fucking um, community centre recently. <laughs> did, did I tell you about that? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, was, I think I've spoken about it every episode since it happened, but... It was um, <laughs> 70 people in a community centre. It usually holds 200. It was socially distancing things, you know? Yeah. It was in between the bingo and the raffle. Like, yep. um, <laughs> I will say the carers loved it. Like, It didn't go that well. But I did get laughs. Like, you know, I, I got laughs. <laughs> You can't take that away. <laughs> Along with the touch and the tisks and the fucking... Is he talking about wanking? <laughs> what did he say about Prince Andrew? <laughs> well, I got um, my, old flat, my old landlady, um, who's this 70-year-old um, Indian woman, she asked me to do a gig for her birthday, which is in January. And oh. I was like, yeah, I was sort of like, hmm... All of my comedy is me calling myself obviously a, a dirty fast whore. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> don't think you're going to love it. <laughs> do, do you know the, the, the you first, want a full fifteen of that? <laughs> the, the first gig I ever um, organised, I guess you could call, say organised it, was um, at, for the local charity shop for, for doing a Christmas night out. And I got in quite well with a girl called Heather there. I used to talk a lot. And then she, she knew I'd been doing comedy and things like that. So I talked to her about comedy. And she's like, oh, we've got a Christmas night coming out. Do you think you could come along and do a wee bit of entertainment, right? And in my fucking madness, I didn't realise that she meant basically probably just me. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> fucking organised like nine comedians to come. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and like, and you know, descend upon this charity shop's fucking Christmas night out, man. And and it was like, um, I mean, everybody enjoyed it, the comedians yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> oh man, I cannot think about that, especially because like, I, you know, I really don't go on with at least half of those comedians now. So I'm like, why did I fucking even give you the stage time? <laughs> Just excited. <laughs> it was like I was like, I'll give you the night of comedy you'll never forget. She was like, Jesus Christ, man! I was just like asking to hear your jokes. <laughs> I'm like, I've got some of the best comedians in Glasgow. <laughs> I'm selling tickets. Make sure you guys get yours. <laughs> oh, that was mental, man. It was. It was. It was actually a good night, though. But they did. They did kind of ask us to hurry up and stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the DJ in a raffle. <laughs> Take it from a five to a three, guys. <laughs> and I, I, acts were still coming in, like because I, you know, I, I thoughtfully got some backup acts <laughs> in, in case I wasn't like, you know, in case somebody never showed or something. So there's yeah, another, yeah, yeah. another three acts came in, like, and I was like, I did say you were backup in case somebody didn't show. <laughs> Literally, everybody showed. I can't give them the gig and you the gig. The fucking get pissed off with us. It was fucking crazy, man. <laughs> oh, well, at least you gave her a full show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell, man. That's just um, it's just comedy for you. So, like, so what what are your plans for um for Brighton? Are you going to try and get other open spots or whatever? Um, no, because I'm going to, because I'm, I'm coming over from Ireland. I always need like a day or two to sort of readjust to real life when I come back. Um, but I'm, so I'm going to fly another Thursday. I was meant to stay with a, a friend of mine and she now has COVID. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I can't, she's fine. She is fine. I'm checking in on her, but I was meant to stay with her and now I've got to stay, uh, I'm staying like an Airbnb instead. Right, right. Um, but it's kind of like, I, I wanted to see her as well, but she's uh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, stay away, stay far away. It's like, okay, yeah. So I'm gonna, I've been trying to get gigs in London. So I'm doing 27th is Brighton, it's 27th yeah. of June. Um, fancy three summers on scones. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing that one. And then I'm gonna, I've booked in two gigs. I think uh, Groovy Groove Comedy on the Friday cool. and then uh, Healing Comedy on the Thursday as well. So are they all in Brighton, yeah? They're in London. So I'm coming right, back right, up right. to London where all the, hopefully where all the clubs are. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to book in everything. I think I've even um, left to the last minute because it's crazy busy up there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Compared to here especially. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to be like, I'm from Edinburgh usually. Please, <laughs> please let me on. <laughs> hopefully I sound desperate enough. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you should, you'll be fine, man. You, you, you've, ah, met yeah, people, you've met enough people online and things like that to get um, information about where to go, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's just, it's a matter of, like, actually um, just booking in and getting the stage time as well and actually having a practice. Yeah. Because there isn't as much on, because um, Glasgow's still shut and then Edinburgh's a bit quiet. So if I can get, like, a couple of gigs, three or four gigs at least, to be I'm delighted. See, I, I've thought, I've thought about booking a night because I know, I know you could get the acts just now. Like literally anybody could get the acts just now, but it's, yeah, it's, it's the COVID regulations, you know. It's, it's making it so hard for anybody to do anything, and it's, I know, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's absolute murder in so many industries. Yeah, well, I think it's just getting to a point now where it's just 
um, killing, killing in the last little bit people had. That yeah. last backup has just really wiped people out. Totally, man. So many venues are closed. It's, um, it's a dark time. It's fucking scary. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Especially especially some gigs have been going on for years and they're not running anymore because they just couldn't afford yeah. to, you know, to keep rent for the entire time. Yeah. A few of my favourite gigs are in Scotland have closed and the, the future isn't coming back. Like the, the future's looking uncertain, you know, about whether they're coming back yeah, or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. You kind of just hope everything does come back, but you just you don't know. Yeah. Ideally, you want you want to be able to go out of the house again and actually have things worth going to see as well. Totally. Totally. So, what what is your um? Have you written any kind of new jokes that you, you think will only work live or? Um. Not really. The thing I'm kind of look because I'm quite uh, I tend to be quite a dramatic uh, person. So I'm looking forward to actually sort of moving. I've got a, I've got a couple of jokes that already, um, like I move my arms around. I'm going to like do was it like dancing and like yeah. pretend to talk sheep to be a Disney princess. And it just works with like a full body doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the so same. Like, when I was yeah. when I was, when I've been thinking about live gigs, I've been realizing how many of my my jokes are or how much my stage persona realizing having both hands. Yeah. You no, know, like, yes. I, 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 I mean, my phone, I, I do all these things that I can only do with two hands. And I've been thinking about getting like a radio mic thing and all that, like just to, so that I don't need to worry about holding the microphone again. But then you're like, but I've missed the microphone. I want the microphone. Yeah. It's like, it's uh, you know, the boy band mic of either having the Britney Spears <laughs> mic or also the boy band mic was just hands free. <laughs> but I, I also, I, I want to hold the microphone again, you know, because I mean, even though I don't personally feel that gig was the best thing for anybody in the venue or my mental health I fucking love yeah. that microphone like, <laughs> well, that's what's deal. so funny because I've been uh, I've been practicing with a marker just because I was like I don't have a microphone over here I'll just practice with a marker because I'm used to using just one hand <laughs> that's a cool normal thing to do <laughs> but um, I, I, I don't like gig on um, Sunday Sunday night and I done really well on it, but I, beat, I ended up beating myself up afterwards because I'd actually written the wrong jokes on my hand for the end of my set. And, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and, I, and I said to myself, right, well, you've not done those jokes, so what you do is just say the jokes that you've actually done, like at the end of the set. And then then I done the, then I read it off my hand rather than the jokes I'd actually done. And I was fucking, I'd spent about 10 minutes going, you stupid bastard. <laughs> 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 is that everybody's going to care, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Jimmy, you fucked up again. You've told them, you said you said the wrong jokes. They're going to know you're a liar now. Oh no! Okay. They're going to know it's not true. At one point as well, like uh, James Gardner put up on the group chat, smashing it, Jimmy, and it fucking distracted me for about thirty seconds. I was like, "What's that fucker saying?" <laughs> it was like smashing it, Jimmy. Right, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, I couldn't get my rhythm back. Like, yeah. Well, that's the funny thing about Zoom as well, because if something does come up, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's I, a I, weird kind of very gentle heckle of just, it just kind of catches you slightly off guard. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but even something supportive, you stop to read it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was a gig I'd done in, um, I could doesn't matter what gig it was, but it was like five in the morning here. And like somebody... Put up what's he saying? I can make out his accent. 
<laughs> and I literally stopped the gig and like he, he, I think while I was still meant to be on stage, you can see me fucking take my phone and turn it upside down and like <laughs> what are they saying about me? Fucking that's terrible. Like that now was like, a very elegant again with proper pronunciation. <laughs> I'm from Glasgow and I'm Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would work. No. <laughs> very, very different. <laughs> So have you, have, well, you, you haven't even had a chance to apply for Red Raw yet, would you? For what? Red Raw at the stand. Uh, no, I don't know that. No? No. I can't believe I'm talking to somebody who's been doing comedy for a year that doesn't know what Red Raw is, man. That's, I don't know if that's like amazing or depressing. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 oh. it's, the stand's, it's the stand's new night for, um, for new acts. It's, it's every Tuesday, and it's usually got a great headliner and about five or six, maybe seven um, news... So I don't think yeah. the stand is open yet. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't have had the chance to yeah. apply for it. Yeah. Especially not since you hadn't even fucking heard of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to have a, a shot of monkey business. I'm doing um, Dundee as well. Yeah. Um, but it'd be nice to actually, like, do the stand, the famous stand. That's Charlie Wallace's tonight, the comedy Dundee, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They had the first night last week. It looked really good, man. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. It's great actually to get people in. I think because Charlie's met so many people doing his Zoom, um, yeah, yeah. COVID as well. So he's just getting getting everyone in for it, which is great. Yeah. It's nice actually, again, still... it's nice to see people you've seen on yeah. Zoom. Yeah. That, that's that's, that's actually the gig I was yeah. just talking about, where, where, I get, where I beat myself up for reading the wrong jokes off my hand and, and get heckled by yeah. a compliment. <laughs> 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 it's, it's so funny as well because um, I find whenever I, you know when you meet when you've only met on Zoom and you see them yeah. in real life it's sort of it's a weird thing of like almost like meeting a celebrity because you're kind of like wow oh, <laughs> I've seen you on the laptop <laughs> oh I know you are yeah you are yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, don't, just don't ask him for his autograph like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did, uh, I, I can't remember what it was I can't remember if it was his gig or another gig but he done a fucking amazing joke recently I, I, I laughed look too long at. I had to actually turn off my mic. Um, <laughs> it was he was talking about doing date naps, like just date naps. See that that that, that that's my vein of humour. Like yeah. he was talking about doing date naps and he went on grinder and he said just said bit of a sausage fest if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it, it just, it just totally suited Charlie's persona and the way he speaks and everything. It oh, was yeah, fucking yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bit of a sausage fest if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> They made a great joke as well about uh, like bad art or something. And it just had me cackling for days as well. <laughs> With his lovely, like, his accent. It just worked very well. <laughs> yeah. I want to actually get him on the show, but I actually asked him. There's so many people I, I want to get on. Like, um, I, I want to get Nevin Cummings on as well. you ever seen Nevin Cummings? He, he, uh, does, he does a Staten Island um, video show or something. No, I haven't done. I haven't done too many US gigs lately. Well, this is a video show. It's a bit of video for it, man. And you get on a video and you get introduced by a drummer and all that. Like, oh, nice. You know, one of those. Have you ever seen Taxi Driver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember yeah. the guy? Remember the guy in the street going, Gene Krupa with the syncopated styles and the fucking suit, velvet crushed suit and all that. Yeah. And the drums, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a guy like that at the start of his show. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> he's been really, really supportive yeah, of me, but he's only ever yeah. he's only ever had like one video from me, and he's used it about four times. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, I'll definitely give that a try then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, there's people like that I want to get talked to more of. You know. There's yeah. Just so many comedians out there, man. I'm only going out twice a week, so I just need to get yeah. my book on. 
I'm sure everyone would love to do it anyway as well, because it's yeah. such a such a specific time to do comedy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't personally, but I, I feel as if I'm sitting saying the same shit all the time, just the same anecdotes. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, yeah? <laughs> But yeah, no, but like um, so, you know, he says things so often you actually can't say it anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, what's that part? Oh, god, does that make sense? Are those words? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, in here, I can talk, but no one's listening. No one's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, this is like Tuesday, and your gigs on first gigs on Saturday, it's on Sunday, it's on Sunday, Sorry. yeah, right. So, five days to go. Yeah, I've got um, a gig tomorrow with uh, Neil Kegel. That's yeah, the, the, the crack, crack ones or something. Crack I've seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's with um, uh, someone, some of the guys from um, Sounds Proper Comedy. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. He's, he's, he's so nice as well, Neil. So I'm looking forward yeah. to um, to getting on that. But that's like 10 minutes to sort of perform. I'm just like, yeah, yeah I can do 10 minutes here. And it's <laughs> only an extra five after that. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I, I seen that. I, I, I recognise that name Kiko, but I don't know if I recognise it from Facebook or something that I've done a gig with. So I don't know. I'm not friends with him. So yeah, he's yeah. on. A, I, 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 I met him on a, a gig because actually he's from a town, a town close to me. Uh, yeah. We're on the same train line, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Bray, fantastic. And <laughs> um, I did a gig with him, and he was just really, um, really nice. So I just reached out to him. Was like, generally gigs in Ireland. He's like, nothing's open yet. Like, yeah. Yeah, but so. was this? Yeah. That sounds about right. I think the last time I spoke to you was um was that other kind of talk show gig that we done? Jack, um, Jack we, McKenna, wasn't it? Yeah, Jack McKenna, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been yeah. reached out to him to, to come on here as well, man. Um, oh, he's he's so fun. Yeah. I was that was a fun night, that was cool, man. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that one guy who just <laughs> Yeah. Getting all the <laughs> accents wrong. Yeah. Get getting everything possible wrong. <laughs> a bit the hockey charms. <laughs> Yeah. I bet you'd never heard that one before. <laughs> no, isn't that so funny? <laughs> well, I love it as well because it just came on and immediately just heard two screaming children. He was like, yeah, I'm at the park with my friends and we're just having a little walk around. Like, and, then oh. he said to, and then he said to his friends, I'm just doing a gig. Worlds collide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. I really enjoyed it, man. Mm. Well, I'm impressed because Jack Jack does really well with those. Well, he seems to have them on every week, yeah. and he always has like something topical at the beginning. Yeah. It's always it's always very good. He does a great job with it, to be honest. I need to get back in touch with him, man. I I think he's well suited to that role, like he's a talk show yeah. host, talk yeah, show he's... host, stroke MC. Yeah, he's so good at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next, Graham Norton. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. The wings are naked yeah, yeah. a bit like yeah, with the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, how many times have you done chicken box now? Was that your second time last week? That was my second time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorites to do as well. Yeah, it's totally. It's absolutely amazing. To, yeah, they, they just do such a good job with it and they're, they're yeah. always so fun. I just love, I think I've only. I think it's been three times. Every time they've got constant doing something outside, like an absolute mad woman. Yeah, um, I never, I never seen much of that, but it looked like fun. It looked like definitely would have been fun to be one of the yeah, yeah, yeah. involved in that. Yeah, 
we always be doing this time, she's doing bear hugs and she had like two big gigantic sticks with bears at the end and was just like whacking them onto people being like, feel hugged. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's, it's such a real, real brunch. I, I absolutely knew you would do well there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just happened to, yeah, because I think we did a, a couple of writing sessions with Wendy as well. I just, yeah, I yeah. mean, they're all so nice. They're all so, so lovely there. But those those writing sessions never happened. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that dream you had. <laughs> yes. No, man, I didn't offend anyone. Like, I didn't. I'm not, no. <laughs> I'm not that guy, no man, you're thinking about another kind of person, yeah. idiot that sets up writing groups just to offend people and then gets upset when they're offended, yeah. so that's yeah. another guy, like. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of Jim. <laughs> I don't think I should, I tried to do another backbone so soon after that last one in March though, I don't think my head was in it, you know. It was fun, it was just that people just didn't, yeah. um, weren't consistent enough. Well, actually, I mean, the, the one we've done from February to March was a lot of fun. I just, I, I like that idea of bringing a group of people who don't really know each other that well together. Yeah. And talking about and just and just immediately focusing on what is funny and what isn't funny and what why not and all of that, you know. And I was, I, I did want to do another one, but I kind of realised looking through the footage of the first one that you kind of need the, the Zoom writing sessions and then the gig. The the gig needs to be separate because really, even though there was more people in the Zoom room. There's no much difference between a writing group and a fucking Zoom gig. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there might be more laughter, but it's just, it's not, um, it's not really what I was trying to do with it, you know? Yeah. What's well, a funny thing with um, with writing gigs because you kind of either need to do small little exercises or else you just work on like one small joke at a time. It's hard to, yeah. it's hard to read. I think sometimes it's going to be hard to get the balance of yeah. what's. But it's, what it's, was. what I kind of had envisioned was working on a, a night together. You know, yeah, like and, yeah. and, and getting different styles and all of that because it's just, it really it, it amazes me that um, or it interests me to, to see that when it comes together because there's been some nights that are a load of great comedians, everybody's done well, yet it's not been that great a night for some reason. And it's the kind of chemistry, all that interests me, yeah. Know? Well, I think sometimes it could be the MC as well, like um, you know, compared to chicken boxes to many other gigs, like. Yeah. Um, I've had gigs where people have done better, but Chicken Box is just like, it's so nice. And yeah. even uh, one of my favorite gigs I did was with um, uh, the Scottish Sock Falsetto Puppet Theatre. You know, and that was one of my absolute favorite shows I did. Yeah. And it was because he was such a fantastic host. You right? like he, I think each, each, um, so I think there's only like four or five of us performing. But he did like four, like maybe ten minute set between each performer, and it was each time was so good and so funny and so silly, and it just really, really worked so well. Yeah, it was, that was a fantastic gig to do as well. And again, it's just because the the person is leading is just a bit, you know, yeah, doing something different, doing but really, really engaged with it. Yeah, totally, totally. But um, so you've got one more gig you said to crack, and then you've got your live gig, and we'll have yes. you back on to. Ooh. Either, either bask in your glory or you know like commiserate your failure which won't happen yeah. it'll, be the, it'll definitely be the former so we're looking forward to having you back on very soon if and immediately after this break i guess like yeah listeners will get to hear it immediately all right Ooh. <laughs> see you later man good luck <laughs> Well, hello. 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 
Uh, well, this is actually my first time doing live stand-up, which is very exciting. I'm doing a full 15 minutes as well, which is kind of like losing your virginity in a threesome. <laughs> a lot more people here than I originally would plan on being here. <laughs> um, but I would appreciate the laughter this time, so that's quite nice. <laughs> um, but I actually only rediscovered I was bisexual. Uh, sorry. <laughs> It's gonna be a long show, guys. Get involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a little bit about me. I'm a member of the LGBTQ+. I have ADHD, and my middle name is spelled the Irish way, which means that I actually have collected 80% of all the letters so far. <laughs> doing well. Doing well. Um, but I actually only realised I was bisexual in about January 2020 of last year. I got myself all the apps. I got myself ready to go. And in February 2020, God Himself said. Have you tried being by yourself? <laughs> so uh, I, it's fine though, because I got another sign in August um, from the government. Uh, eat out to help out. So <laughs> doing my part. Uh, so uh, I feel like I've forgotten absolutely everything. But uh, my. <laughs> So my, uh, my sexuality is pretty fluid, uh, mostly because it changes once I've had a drink. Um, when I'm sober, I want to be left entirely alone. But once I have had a drink, my sexuality becomes like within arm's reach. <laughs> uh, I am thinking of calling it vodka sexual, because uh, I'm still looking for a cane. <laughs> but uh, we haven't got a flag yet. But it's pretty handy because if I ever do become addicted to the two things, I only have one anonymous meeting to go to, so that <laughs> saves me time, which is lovely. Uh, but I found over lockdown as well that my sexuality is a lot like a bear, because it can hibernate fantastically well for a long time. Uh, but once it has been awakened, it just has the power to destroy a village. <laughs> so uh, look out tonight. <laughs> Uh, but I've actually been ground over lockdown like mentally as well and I think that's because I was raised as an elite level only child <laughs> uh, I grew up in a beautiful part of Ireland, D will have heard of it, it is the arse end of nowhere <laughs> and I would you know, spend my days you know talking to rabbits, singing to sheep, dancing with wolves uh, really doing whatever I could do to win the title of Ireland's saddest Disney princess. Uh, a title I held in 2006, so in the presence of royalty. Uh, but I actually, I was mentally ground over lockdown as well. I've done that already. <laughs> it's gone well. Um, but my parents, I actually feel quite sorry for my parents because um, it's very difficult to have just the one child. Because if you have three kids, there's like a lot of wiggle room for failure. Like you can sort of tuck away the bad one. <laughs> like, you know, oh, yes, Kate is getting her masters. We're so proud. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, Michael is still doing teaching. He's doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Maeve is trying to be a sounding comedian. I just can't remember her show. <laughs> children, it's very hard to hide the black sheep of the family if you only have the one sheep. <laughs> uh, but I had a couple of thoughts over um, the, the lockdown as well, and one of them was like, you know, how would an Irish supremacist group work, but in terms of branding? Like, you know, in America, they've got the, uh, the you know, white power, they've got the little salute, 
got black power, they got the fist. In Ireland, what would we have? Green power? That's already a juice. Um, my other option is Paddy Power, but I'm pretty sure if I saw someone on a Friday night shouting Paddy Power, well, it's a bad weekend on the football. So. <laughs> uh, I did that joke in uh, Derry recently, I heard, uh, I think you'll find it no problem with branding. <laughs> sorry, sorry guys. Um, but I learned a lot over lockdown as well, which is very exciting. Uh, I learned that uh, to porky pig can be a verb. Um, if you don't know what that is, that's business on the top with nothing on the bottom. And that's horrifying to learn in real time as well. Uh, but I learned a bit about myself, which was uh, interesting. Like, I got to really see who I am when no one's watching. Like, who am I that the eyes of society upon me? And uh, it turns out that I am a disgusting person. I genuinely used to be if I liked showers. <laughs> no, not a thing. Uh, but I also learned that I do not possess the basic organization skills I need to be a superhero. And I worked that out about the 12th time I was at the front of the queue at Aldi and I opened my bag and... Where is my mask? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously then I need to do the 2020 walk of shame home where you walk home with your bare naked face hanging out. <laughs> and uh, in my case, get back to sitting in my own filth. Uh, but I probably should have known the superhero dream was over a little while ago uh, because I watched a video of someone doing parkour and I just kept thinking, oh God, their knees. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, my, my big dream growing up wasn't to be a superhero, it was actually to be a, a glamorous single aunt. Like, you know those aunts who fly in once a year from like, Hong Kong, New York, they have the best gifts. No matter what the occasion, they're in a corner with a cot and just, ah! Having a great time. I think even from the age of four, I didn't know what a cocktail was, I didn't understand what it was like. One's Ashton has one in her hand. She's who I want to be. Uh, but actually, sadly, I do need to get a partner. I can't be a glamorous single aunt. Um, it's difficult and only child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not very glamorous. <laughs> but I am single. <laughs> One for three. <laughs> uh, but I actually do need to get a partner as well because uh, I'm actually the last of my name. Oh, um, and it's a good name. It's Buffy. Oh, I love this. Not a hit there, shitter. You know, it's Buffy. Whereas a coffee, toffee, banoffee, suggesting that my ancestors were like mild hedonists. Um, but I went to a with the before times before COVID. I went to like a big oi oi party party night out, which was my uncle's funeral. <laughs> And uh, there's very few things more stressful than being the upstairs of a giraffe in uh, Birmingham and having wave after wave of elderly woman you've never seen in your life say, the last Buffy, the last one, where is the babe? Where is the child? Where is the heir? Just there for a nice time, you know? But I thought all this pressure I'd be given like a sword or a ring or something to really like carry out this quest of giving an heir. I just got some tinfoil sandwiches for the bus ride home. So <laughs> do I share those? What do I do with those? Um, but I know you think as well, if you want to be single, why not to become a single parent? 
And uh, I probably shouldn't or couldn't or can't because I actually do have ADHD, which makes me just very chaotic and forgetful. Like I really need a supportive partner. So if I go out for a day out, I could like dare for myself, get away from it all. I like come back for the afternoon. I open the door and my partner goes, where's the baby? <laughs> and they help me retrace my steps to find the baby. <laughs> the air. <laughs> Uh, but we actually have a very, um, very interesting tradition on my mother's side of the family for the wedding night, which is uh, withholding information until the wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> so my, uh, my grandfather kicked off the tradition. Uh, he met my grandmother at a time where like, men just very daffy with a three-piece suit on, he had the hat, the shiny shoes, oh, the whole shebang. And uh, on her wedding night, uh, he brought her into the bridal suite, he sat her down on the bed, and the Redmond reveal, as I call it, is a little bit of a crouch. <laughs> very strong eye contact. And he just very slowly just removed his hat to show that not only was his, uh, his shoe shiny from the temple up, so was his head. <laughs> she was going to marry him no matter what, because he was the first man she wasn't related to in her village who walked by, so <laughs> there's nothing he could have done to turn her away. But she was irritated. Uh, carrying on tradition, uh, my auntie, when she was about 12 years old, uh, she went rollerblading. And uh, rather than use a little stopper at the front to break, um, she just used her whole face. <laughs> <laughs> so she got a little gift for her wedding night where she got to sit her new betrothed husband in. She sat him on the bed, the little crouch, the eye contact, and she just uh, pulled out her front 14. <laughs> Not enough teeth to get excited about, so my uncle was also quite annoyed. <laughs> he got excited and then, no. Uh, but I'm quite sad because I don't know what I'll have to reveal on my wedding night, you know? Because everything nowadays, I'm a modern woman, everything's revealed by the third vodka. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'm just gonna go up to my, 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 my person on my wedding day, slip on the ring and just whisper, I watched the film burlesque 23 times. I'm never not in the mood to watch it or ready to watch it as soon as we get into the car. <laughs> uh, my other option is even more exciting. Uh, we get into the car and I just go, I'm on the brakes! <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but I have actually started going back to the gym lately, which has been very exciting. Uh, getting back to normal life. Uh, but I will say, I've been a little bit disappointed by what I've seen at the gym because I'm seeing people who have abs, of calves, vice, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you all. I thought we were just having like a nice little time, you know, getting ready. I spent the entire time working on my perfect before body. <laughs> <laughs> I put the work and I put the time and I put the donuts in and I got the before body of my dreams. Uh, but I sadly discovered I don't really suit a before body because uh, I am deathly, deathly pale. And the light hits me just right. I just look like the ghost of a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody, thank you very much for your patience. And, uh, thank you. Whoa, well done, well done. Woo! Absolutely Woo! fantastic. Wow, wow. <laughs> and so here you are no longer a stage virgin. Yeah. 
popping me on sherry. It was great. I loved it. Uh, it was very, very, it felt so strange to do in real life, to be honest. Because right. um, I'm so used to hearing like sort of a quieter applause and like seeing everyone <laughs> like directly. And uh, yeah, it was, it was quite, it was quite fun. It's nice actually chatting to the crowd a little bit as well. Right, yeah. Um, oh, because we had a fantastic guy come into the room just before it started. So he came in, he was holding a Guinness in his hand and from his phone, he was playing like Irish traditional music. Right. So I was like, uh, you've put me <laughs> to shame as an Irish person. <laughs> With you in the room, I'm practically English. <laughs> Uh, so we, we made like we had I, I had a bit of crack with him we had a bit of crack with the MC and him as well so it was just uh, yeah it was nice sort of interacting with the crowd yeah and and from, from yeah. that from that I'm I'm taking it there, there was actually a crowd <laughs> yes I mean it was a lot of a lot of uh, familiar faces and uh, <laughs> a few new faces <laughs> but it was yes. Yeah, uh, I think there's about like 12 people there. So it was a good enough crowd. 12 or 12 or 14. So it was nice. It was a good. It wasn't an overwhelming amount for the first time, but uh, yeah, it was, it was good. And you got like proper laughs and stuff. So I really enjoyed it. How, like, how did you feel about actually performing in front of people? Did you remember to like address different people in the crowd as you were doing your set? Uh, I did a little bit. Um, because I obviously picked on the Irish man a couple of times. I sort of, uh, one of my friends of the audience, yeah. I think I tried to like sort of look at them a little bit, but um, it was funny because when I got up there initially, uh, a lot of my set just went out of my head. I had it written yeah. down my hand and I was like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, oh no. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that. Like, on you go. Yeah. I was just, I just uh, I, I, it did all come back to me and I did manage to kind of like, I think I'd like once or twice, I'd sort of addressed it and I got a laugh to be like, people being like, ah, well, she's yeah. new, it's fine. <laughs> so. it, it, took, it took me actually a long time to even like talk to the crowd. Like, I'm, a, I'm still no good at kind of crowd work. Like, but it took, for a long time, I was just basically doing my set to my microphone. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, that was like, that was a, Thing that developed as well like my first few gigs i was very able to perform but then stuff happened in my life and stuff like that, that i just probably shouldn't have been performing but i still was but i ended up like yeah. literally talking into my microphone like addressing the microphone you know yeah, and yeah. like it's um any chance i've had to actually tell jokes to actual human beings in the past year i've really relished that idea that you start one line with one person and then make eye contact with the next person do the next bit and just go back and forth and you're basically addressing it all the people and I, that's one of the things that I really really miss about comedy now yeah I will say one thing that was funny for mine is um one of the people who was in the crowd is someone who's seen my set like 30 times <laughs> they've seen it like yeah. a lot <laughs> and uh so I would look around the room and I would see people laugh I see people having a great time and every once in a while I'd lock eyes with them and they're kind of like Yes, I know this part. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> back over this way in the room. <laughs> so, did you, did, was it just the one one set that you done in Brighton? Uh, yes, yeah, I nearly did a second gig, but um, they wanted uh, some sexy material, and mine's all about um, 
not being uh, sexy. Not being sexy. <laughs> Looking forward by the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I call myself dirty. <laughs> <laughs> You should have said that was your mayor of East Town, realistic, realistically sexy set. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like in Ireland, this goes down the trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's, that's so fantastic. You've actually done a gig now and you've got some quite a lot of good ones lined up now. Yes, yes. I've got two more five minute ones coming up in, uh, in London. Um, the only thing I would say is if I do come down to London again, I will book things further ahead because I've just found it's um, obviously everyone is all rearing to go at mm. the moment. So the competition's pretty fierce. Yeah. And also this and, aren't literally paved of gold as well, which always comes as a shock. Yes. To people. <laughs> I know. I can't, couldn't get over it. Just tarmac. Um, but yeah, it was so I think next time I'm going to try and book things further in advance and get myself all set up because I ended up getting uh, four gig offers, three of which were all at the same time on the same day. Whoa. And I was like, stop, stop it. Was that, was that the Thursday <laughs> so, night? Yeah. Was that a Thursday night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the Thursday yeah, night. So I know. Yeah. Next time, next time I come down, I won't worry about Thursday night. I'll worry about every other night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. But um, yeah, I think as well, because I... Um, a lot of the a lot of the the places here were looking for clips of you doing like live comedy as well like not everywhere but some of them and um, looking for clips of live comedy i think a lot of zoom comics haven't done anything live yeah and even i think a lot of people have brand new sets or yeah have brand new sets that kind of thing so it's you know it's a big change yeah. even, even with that much getting getting that set out there so i think i think people are in for a shock like when they come out of lockdown, there's going to be a lot of people who haven't bothered doing anything in Zoom being yeah. extremely rusty. And a lot of Zoom comics who people have been like, oh, they're not going to be able to handle live and all or whatever, you know. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they'll be not rusty, you know. They'll, they'll, their material will be well well yeah. practiced, well rehearsed, and the jokes will be well delivered and things, you know. It's, it's, um, it's kind of an exciting time, except, you know, there's no gigs up in Scotland anyway, you know. Oh, God, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just well, I went to, I Yeah. I, I'm just back from Oban, like, to ended up on the radio talking about a festival that didn't happen by a guy that never put it on. Like, and, and even then I was so nervous about it. I awkwardly and hypocritically slandered Tim Martin live in local radio. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and as if that wasn't bad enough, like, a, a song took too long to start and listeners, you know, all, all two of them. <laughs> yeah. Heard me say, was that okay to say that about Tim Martin in the radio there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was well, like, I think it as was long that... as you can use, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was my mate my, uh, my Lawrence Tucker was on as well, and like he actually said afterwards because he he told the, the host right that he was going to Eask, this really fancy restaurant in the pier. Yeah. And I thought it would be funny to say that I was going to Witherspoons. Like, because it was a complete opposite of a really fancy restaurant. And then I was like, but I might get cancelled for that because Tim Martin's a, and I nearly said cunt. And I said, scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> and after he was like, you know, that was so funny. I seen you awkwardly lose all your confidence just before you said that word. It was, it was quite a sight to see. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I just realised what I was saying, like, but I mean, I, I what a good save! <laughs> I can't believe I travelled four hours for a festival that didn't happen. And the worst thing about it is, open such a beautiful location. 
and Andy Laird yeah. on the show, like he was a promoter, showed me all the locations for gigs would have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were like the one you sat tonight, but the, the view looks over the harbour and all that. It was absolutely amazing. And then he was like, and all yeah. the spots would have been here in the town square. We had, we had this, this, this venue. And, it, and he's like, he didn't realise that he was actually stabbing me in the heart every time he spoke. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been right here. <laughs> Just imagine, in fact, even if you were to do it right now, I'm sure most of those people would love it. But we can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even if they wanted to. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But yeah, he's, he's, he's aiming to do it in uh, August or September, but it'll be fucking amazing place to do it. It's just such a shame that yeah. um, the regulations kick back in again, I guess. Yeah. I think we're all sick of them up in Scotland. Yeah. It's, um, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I, it's, it's so strange down in England. There's so many things seem to be happening and starting back up. And it's not by any means an easy ride. Everybody's having difficulty. Like, But it just yeah. seems to be, they seem to manage to get it together down there more easily, you know? I think it's also with Boris. I think he just doesn't care anymore, does he? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. Um, whereas Nicholas, at least, by the, at, this, at this point, like it's being too caught. I just, I just, you just want a bit of normal life back, don't you? Really, to be able to do things and just, just remember why life was worth living again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I started this yeah. podcast as like as a some kind of kind of time capsule of like what it was yeah. like for comedians in lockdown. But I genuinely can't listen to like the first ten episodes. <laughs> like even I can't, you know, access that time capsule now, like six months later. So, look, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> who, who, who am I even making the time capsule for anyway? I'm not going to have any kids is it for like fucking a different civilization or something. And yeah, is this really yeah. the best representation of, of our society yeah. that I want to leave? The historical podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you the legends of Zoom. Well, I do, I do. I mean, for, for every drawback of Zoom, I definitely think there was a benefit in sort of networking and things like that, you know? Like, and just... Oh, yeah. Personally, like... It, it, it done me a lot of good to just have a level playing ground, a completely level playing ground, and kind of do so well, you know. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm saying that I've done well, like, but I just, I, I, I usually done pretty well at gigs. Like, I think, I hope, did I? They <laughs> yeah. could all been bots laughing for all I fucking know. <laughs> just, just a repeat, yeah. <laughs> no, because I've always seen there, uh, yeah, there's a few people I see do so many gigs, and you're definitely, definitely up there with uh, the one I always see doing gigs. But I've, I mean, it's I've, just I've, such a good chance to do it, yeah. Yeah, but I, I really toned right down, like around about January, February, and I'm only doing about, at the most three a week. And there was a period again yeah. a couple of weeks ago where I done like seven in the space of four days. Yeah. And that that was too much. It's the, the whole night sitting there waiting for the gig to start and things, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I think the same for me because I've just been um, I've not been getting sick of it. But I quite like, I mean, I'm quite a sociable person. So I actually quite like the idea of, you know, the full, the full experience of comedy, yeah. like going to gigs, meeting comedians. And it just gets a bit frustrating where like, even on Zoom, if you are talking to people, I don't know if we had this conversation last time, but like, even if you're <sighs> talking to people on Zoom, you don't get to have like a nice natural chat with somebody because yeah. 
um, the whole room is listening in or like or one person is talking and like or else it's, you know, there might be one person you want to speak to about something that isn't quite comedy you've like you found something calm with somebody and it's kind mm. of in a normal gig you just sort of go and have a chat with them or like you know get a grab yeah. a drink or something so I just want to do that I just want to socialize with <laughs> and did, 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 did you see what I meant when I spoke to you before about the the kind of difference of actually making a journey to the venue and then the different sort of layers of the night when you're like at the bar yeah. and you're doing all the different things and all that. it's just such a different experience like well I will say because this time I was so nervous getting there um I was really really nervous and then um look I've got a friend who's usually quite late for things and I thought she was going to miss her train yeah. and they were both going down to Brighton so I just transferred all my like I'm going on stage nerves into like she's going to miss the train and for some reason that really worked I felt calm afterwards but just like even I got to the venue it was super so it was strange it's kind of like a nervous energy but still quite relaxed as well I was less nervous and sort of more excited than I thought I would be so it was it was, it was a really 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 fun yeah but I mean I think that the changing environment is definitely a benefit you know it's, yeah and it, it's yeah. it's made me kind of realize talking about that recently with a couple of people it's Makes me realise how oppressive staying in the same room, especially when you're doing a number of gigs one after the other. Yeah. It's it's yeah. like it's the same place all the time, you know, and then you're just like intensely on your phone. Yeah. No, but it's same. nice actually because af afterwards you have a little discussion about the gig as well, and you can talk about like yeah. different aspects you liked a bit more. Yeah. Um, because something I quite liked from doing this is I've I've watched back uh, my video and just seeing. But no, I think on, on stage, I actually heard more laughs than I actually uh, watched back, <laughs> which is nice. Like mentally, I'm like, oh, they were laughing all the time. I was like, well, they laughed a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to see like what jokes um, I used to do really well on Zoom and then what seemed to be a big hit in, um, uh, in, in real life. Because I have a joke about the film uh, Burlesque which I'm yeah. never sure about, but for some reason, uh, it went down an absolute treat in, in the room, which was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go through it again and just pour through it and just to see what went well and what, what didn't, um, just in terms of like actually getting the most out of the set now as well, because it's a different thing. Yeah. And even just being quite physical because um, I tend to gesture a lot as well. And that was quite fun to do. Yeah. But because did you, did I you find, hadn't did you, even- Did you find the microphone a restriction? Surprisingly not. I thought I might do, yes. uh, but I think I managed to use it quite well. Because um, I would I think I would have liked to have like because because I did a full uh, did fifteen minutes. I think I would have liked to have a little run through of doing trying because I, I was at home with like a permanent marker, being like, "This is my microphone," <laughs> just so I get used to. Uh, <laughs> that's the budget. <laughs> um, just so I get used to like not using both hands or standing a certain way. So it's it's quite uh, it's quite good quite good to get out of like not using both hands and yeah i just recorded an episode of this with charlie wallace um, and he was telling me about abdul handling ending up having to inadvertently headline a set at a burger van in the far east and like <laughs> I, when i think of that now i always think that abdul handling definitely used a mustard bottle as a microphone like and i wouldn't oh yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't hear it told any other way <laughs> no matter what actually happened you know, it's between yeah the, yeah <laughs> Print the legend, always. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
I know I said, with my mic, give me the mustard. <laughs> it's a burger van, come on, man. Yeah. Um, you talk about filming your set as well. Are you going to actually keep that up, filming your set? I will for the first few. Yeah. Because because uh, I have a friend who it will be in town to help me film stuff, and um, I'd like to see how I look and how I physically do certain jokes and just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can always improve stuff, and I think as much as I want to improve the actual jokes, there are some jokes I have that would work better with like um, physically as well. Because yeah. um, one joke I do where I pretend to be uh, a, a mother. And I think I could change that a little bit more and make that a bit more dramatic. Um, be yeah. looking like a mother. Um, so I think I, I'd probably try and bring a more physicality to what I what I do as well, which is a, yeah. I think I quite in, enjoy. Because that's I always film my sets always at least yeah. Right? And, yeah. And I'd say about ninety percent of my sets were filmed. I don't still have all of those videos, but I've no. always at least watched the set at least once. And, and seeing what yeah. worked and what didn't work and then try to get Katie make up of the room and, and film from different angles so that you can see the crowd or you can see towards the crowd or whatever, you know, and that's, that's definitely helped me, you know, develop oh, yeah. whatever I have, like, you know, like she's saying. Oh, yeah. And it's, even then, like, I was just talking about always talking into my microphone, I was aware of that by watching the videos, but I still couldn't bring myself to actually look at the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Placing books on your head so you're looking yeah. into the crowd. <laughs> I, I, I think that's what I've done. I film myself to shame myself into actually addressing the audience. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it, it is funny kind of engaging with the crowd as well when you are used to kind of like even when you're on screen like sometimes you look at yourself or sometimes you look yeah. at like someone else performing. That's, it is strange just to see just you up there yeah. performing. Because it's funny, I thought, um, like, the other way, I think when I first started comedy, um, the sound of my own voice was so repulsive. <laughs> yeah, <I have laughs> like, you know, sure. happens to everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just hear, you're like, oh my God, why do people speak to me? Um, and then you hear that, and then it's, it's, I thought I'd feel the same way with seeing myself. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. I'm still like, oh, a lot of, lot of work to do there in terms of this, 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 this. Um, that's just, yeah, yeah. Not not as bad as I thought, but I'm still I'm like, yeah, work to do. But you, I mean, you shouldn't go over that and, you know, end up falling in love with the sound of your own voice. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting a podcast, well, I? <laughs> <laughs> so did you, did you check out um, any other shows at Brighton? Uh, yes, I went to see Shaggers afterwards. Funny enough, right. actually, before we, before we started, um, I got to Brighton, I tried to go to the bathroom and there was someone in the bathroom and she was there a while. And uh, when the door opened, this woman who was painted head to toe in green came out and I was hey. like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to miss this show because whatever this is, I want to see it. <laughs> uh, but we saw um, Shaggers afterwards, um, which had uh, like Donna, Donna Landy was there, oh, and Dan Jones. Yeah, she was very good. Um, Dan Jones, he was very, very funny, and like a couple of other guys. And uh, I can't remember the name of the, the compare. Was Nick, Nick from Neeston. Nick Cup. Who's that? Uh, I Nick think Cup. so. Yeah, 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 it might be. He's from Neeston. He's an Arsenal fan. That's all I know. <laughs> I, th I think I think he'll be uh, Nick Cup. I think he will. Yeah, it should be, it should be. But uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was good. It was nice. Again, it's just nice seeing, um, real comedy again. Yeah. 
and seeing people out and about and interacting and stuff. Yeah. Even being in a room with so many people who were laughing along was quite nice. No, I think um, I thought I'd be more jealous of you doing this podcast, but I think my demented experience in Oban um, at least left me with a funny story. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. That, that is just so typical of my entire experience in comedy. Like everything's happening down that end of the country. So I go away yeah. up north to make a cunt of myself on radio. Like, of course, as you do. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. As has to be done. <laughs> but, um, all right, well, hopefully you'll come back on the show and um, tell us more about this live comedy thing that everybody seems all jazzed up about. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and how your career's Can going. You <laughs> Maybe even have, have done some gigs in Scotland by then. Yes, yeah. Well, I've got a Charlie's gig in Dundee on the 15th of July, um, right. which will be very exciting. And then uh, hopefully at some point a gig in Edinburgh to Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Once they're actually One day. happening at our level again. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Jules, yeah. <laughs> thanks very much, mate. <laughs> cool. Thanks for having me on, Jimmy. <laughs> mana, mana. Do, 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 do. Manamana, did it, 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 did it